At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is hour number three of Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebfei alongside Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios, the South Point Hotel and Casino here. Make sure, like we mentioned, we've got an hour left, but tweet at the show, at VEASAN Live on Twitter, at Wes Reynolds 1, at Femi Abebefe. If you have any questions leading up to this final four Saturday, the first game tipping off at 3.09, but we'll start here as we reset the table with the primetime game. 5.49 is our tip-off. North Carolina taking on Duke. And the Blue Devils right now at BetMGM, four and a half point favorites, total 152 and a half here. For those who didn't tune into the first hour here, missed our thoughts on this game. That's why we're bringing it to you here in the third hour, West, with your thoughts. Tobacco Road, it's on the line, national semifinal. Yeah, pretty much four in the market. That four and a half at BetMGM is minus $1.05, so you get yeah. to pay minus one fifteen if you want to take that extra hook at BetMGM on the Tar Heels. So, you know, I'm not really surprised, Femi, despite the fact that you see eight versus two here, that we have not really seen a lot of line movement that it's going to stay. I think books are reporting that they're getting pretty good two-way action mm-hmm. On this game, two public teams. Yeah, whether it's like the Coach K, the anti Coach K sentiment, or the pro Coach K, where it's like, oh, I can't see him losing in this spot. You know, everything kind of opened up for him, where it's kind of like you get that feeling like, you know what, it's just meant to be this way. Yeah, it's meant to be uh, Duke, even though they were a two seed. I don't want to say they were under the radar, but. They weren't getting talked about like Gonzaga and Arizona and Kansas and some of these other teams because they didn't look like, okay, this doesn't look like a team to win the national championship. They don't guard very well. They get lost in, you know, off the ball. They can guard the ball screens, but in terms of off the ball, they get lost. They can get lost in transition, give up a bunch of threes in the open floor. So you were kind of worried about them from that standpoint, but they've met every challenge. And I think that they've shown some metal and they've toughened up. Uh, really, and that's what they needed to do. And I think uh, that's where you know Shashevsky and 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 Shire and the whole brain trust at Duke was kind of disappointed. Where it's like, okay, guys, you know, show a little, show a little bit of metal here. Be be tough here. Don't just go away when there's adversity. And you kind of felt that they did that against North Carolina in the mm-hmm. second half in that regular season finale, and a little bit in that ACC tournament. They couldn't get away from any of these teams. And then that. That game against Virginia Tech in the ACC title game where it's like, 
Virginia Tech was playing their fourth game in four days. All the pressure was on them because they had to win to get get into the NCAA tournament because they might have been out in the cold for an at-large bid had they lost that final game. And that final, that championship up in Brooklyn was never even competitive. It was all Virginia Tech. It's like they were getting whatever they wanted, either in transition or in half court or at the rim. So... Duke, I think, you know, has finally become Duke here late in the season because I was kind of comparing this team to three years ago. Mm -hmm. Remember the Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish team? All three of those guys did go top 10 lottery in that year's NBA draft. This team's tougher than that team. I think they've clearly shown that because that team went away when there was adversity. And it's like, you know, if they weren't if they weren't making shots, they didn't have interest in playing defense where at least I think Duke tries on that end. And you mentioned that Duke is trying on defense. That's been kind of the Achilles heel for this team, especially down the stretch in conference play. They appear tougher, like you mentioned. Do you think that they've made improvements on defense, or has it just been maybe the matchups have been in their favor throughout this NCAA you know, tournament? You know, probably a little bit of both, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. they, I, I, I think, you know, you can still exploit them. But in transition, Arkansas, Arkansas couldn't, though, because Arkansas absolutely could not slow these guys down like they did against Gonzaga. And and Arkansas, you know, did not shoot well. That game was only a a nine point game, but that was a double digit game for a big part of that. Duke was on cruise control easily. So, uh, you know, when you look at this game, I also think from a total standpoint, no surprise that it's actually getting bet into the over because we've seen like all under, under, under pretty much throughout the Elite Eight and the Sweet 16 before that. But when you have these two meetings and the first meeting uh, down in uh, down in uh, uh, Chapel Hill was like 154 and the second meeting was 174. So, you know, the winning side scored 94 in the in the second game and 87 in the first game. So no surprise to see that get bet to the over here because I think offensively both of these teams can exploit what the other team's going to bring to the table mm-hmm. defensively so I'm not going to bet yeah I'm I'm not going to do anything with the totals here because I think it's a little unpredictable so I will wait till end game to get involved there but I did play Duke here I just think they're on a roll right now 78 points in all four of their tournament wins they're arguably the most talented offense in the nation and you should be when you have four likely first round picks yeah. later this June and what they did to Texas Tech and I don't want to put too much in the one game but the fact that they were able to score at will on that it was impressive especially in the second half and I'm like you know I know North Carolina's got Baycott down low but they're not going to present quite the resistance that somebody like Texas Tech did or even an Arkansas did that can force a lot of turnovers and get easy transition buckets so I think Duke is probably going to be able to do what they want offensively here and so will North Carolina it's interesting we have the graphic up there about Duke's path through this NCAA tournament there the two games in the first week and the two games last weekend there out in San Francisco and Duke is the most high profile team in the country like they're the program that everybody points to the TV executives love them everybody has an opinion on them and the fact that they're three and one against the spread covering their last three against Michigan State Texas Tech and Arkansas it almost leads me to believe that like you said like they were overlooked and maybe a little undervalued Mm -hmm. here in the market which then that's why my question to you is we see this line here at North Carolina neutral site game in New Orleans only a four-point spread here is this a Duke spot where they're once again a little undervalued because I see that line of four and I want to lay the points with the blue double yeah and I did lay the money line and and by the way like all the metrics guys have this a four-point game like Ken Mm -hmm. Palm has Duke by four Bartorovic has it by four so all these guys have it four, and that's another reason why I don't think you've seen it move and why you've gotten two-way action really on this game but Yeah, I just think in this situation that Hubert Davis, as good of a job as he has done, and and look, Coach K isn't exactly running everything with this team now. He's more kind of like a CEO coach, Mm -hmm. and I think it's John Shire. So you've really got two very young coaches kind of matching wits with each other, not saying Mm -hmm. K is not part of the game plan and and obviously not running practice, but it's John Shire that he's delegated a lot to with this team. You can kind of see it that K's a CEO. In a lot of the timeouts, John Shire is kind of drawing up plays. Like, K's a CEO not quite like a Bobby Bowden CEO at the end at Florida <laughs> State where it's just like, 
he is like five miles away up on that scaffold and just kind of sitting there watching. But, you know, <laughs> Kay is a little more engaged, I think, at this standpoint. But, yeah, this is going to be two young coaches basically matching up with each other with John Shire and Hubert Davis. So I don't know if there's that much of an edge. I think Shire, in terms of being in the system, there's a little bit more continuity, even though Hubert was with Roy Williams prior. So coaching edge, probably a little bit null and void from this situation. But I just mm-hmm. think, you know, not that North Carolina doesn't have talent, but I just think Duke's got more dudes, especially in that starting lineup. And they have more guys that when the offense breaks down, I think they can go get you buckets freelance. Yeah. I think Boncaro can do that. I think Griffin can do that, although it'll be hard against Leaky Black. Mark Williams down low. Jeremy Roach yeah, obviously Roach. hit big shots against Texas Tech. And I'm not sure if North Carolina quite has that number of guys that can go get you a bucket when everything breaks down and it's like, okay, we're at the end of the shot clock and somebody's got to go make a play. Caleb Love hit some, you know, YOLO shots, give him credit <laughs> against UCLA. And I was on Carolina, so I was great, grateful to see that but I just don't think Carolina can freelance create offense like Duke can I don't think we can say this about the early game there between Kansas and Villanova but this nightcap game the primetime game of the evening it feels like both Duke and Carolina are playing their absolute best basketball yeah. right now in the season. Like, that to me feels a little rare. And, and I get it. Like you have to play really well to get to the Final Four. But to see their absolute best, we're seeing Duke's ceiling. We're seeing Carolina's ceiling. It's no surprise that these two teams got here to New Orleans. Right. And 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 look, uh, I know all the all the honks in the ACC, and uh, every conference has their honks. We're like, see, we told you the ACC was good. Yeah. It wasn't. It's like, it no, Duke's good. Terrible ACC. <laughs> It was Duke and everybody else in North Carolina. (laughs) That's the beauty of the NCAA tournament. You come in and it's like, you know, all that stuff that doesn't matter. Now we're all, we're all zero and zero, so to speak, as cliche as that sounds. And North Carolina found a way and they got a Baylor team. That was a one seed credit them for the win. But that was a Baylor team. That was a little bit of the walking wounded, uh, had a couple injuries there. So not quite the usual Baylor strength of that team, but Yeah, I I just think uh, looking forward, uh, I think Duke just has a little bit more in this. And and the motivation is going to be equal on both sides because this is, you know, Hatfields versus McCoys. So you're going to be motivated. It's not like, okay, Duke's going to be more motivated than North Carolina. I don't think that that is the case at all. You know, a lot of talent here. Last 10 meetings averaged 163 points a game. So that's why you're seeing the overget bet. I'm staying away from the total until end game, but I am on the Blue Devils on the money line. Take a look at this trend here. It says, in the final four, outright winning teams own a record against the spread of 32 6 and 2 that's 84 percent since 2001 mm-hmm. we just i mean we saw gonzaga beat ucla while ucla covered last year but i mean that goes to show you you like duke money line i kind of lean toward duke minus four here because i think they're going to win this game going away yeah and and i think it'll be close that maybe they kind of pull away in that final 10 minutes and that's mm-hmm. kind of how i foresee this uh and i think north carolina look against ucla and i even tweeted out during the game Man, these guys take a lot of bad shots. Now, some of them were going in, and 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 then good good on UNC for doing that. But I think Duke takes more. I think they take better quality shots, and I think that that's going to show, especially late in this game. Well, they just get better looks, and like like Ben Carroll, what he's able to do as kind of this point forward type of position there as a distributor of the ball, that just mm-hmm. adds an extra element because those big guys kind of got to guard him out in the perimeter, and then he can drive, he can dish it. I mean, how many times have we seen him throw up a lob to Mark Williams? Right. If you have two big guys, one is six ten, the other one is seven feet, who can do that? Like that is difficult to stop. Yeah, no there question. Against any sort of offense or defense there. So yeah, this Duke team they present a lot of problems for North Carolina. I know what we saw in the game in March there at Cameron Indoor Stadium with the Tar Heels winning by double digits, but I think we're going to see something different coming up later on this evening. Tip-off 549. On the other side, we'll talk a little Nova, Kansas here to wrap up Final Four discussion. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast. 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's bringing the breakfast legends. Oven bacon, oven baked sizzling bacon, I should say. Fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it on home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here, breaking down Final Four Saturday in the game, tipping off at 3.09 from the New Orleans Superdome. Villanova taking on Kansas. The Jayhawks, the lone number one seed to reach the Final Four. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites in this contest. Total, 132-and-a-half. A small tick-up to the mm-hmm. over from this number, opening at 132 here. But your thoughts, side total, Jayhawks, Wildcats. Yeah, and, and I went with the uh, side here taking the Villanova at five minus a dollar 20 what I'm kind of hoping to do is do a little middle job on this game Mm -hmm. because we were talking uh, just before we came back from the break it's like you know what when you really look at Kansas in this tournament and I think we expected them to be here because the draw on that Sunday night, they had the easiest. I've never seen an easier region yeah. in about I mean, 10 it was, years. It was rock chalk cupcake <laughs> yeah. when you looked at the draw, but it's not like they really stomped the mud hole in everybody. You kind of mm-hmm. saw that second round game against Creighton when Creighton was down to six guys, by the way, because Kalkbrenner got hurt, yep. the seven footer in the game against San Diego state in the first round. They were already without Ryan Nemhard. Creighton was playing six dudes and Kansas couldn't get away from them. Same thing against Providence, where Providence was about as awful as you could be, especially shooting the basketball in the first half. But Kansas couldn't get away from them because I remember being on air during primetime action here on VEASAN during that ball game and was kind of like, you know what? Kansas isn't playing great, but they should still be up like 15 because Providence was so awful. And nevertheless, Kansas kind of found themselves in the foul game at the end and only won by five, despite the fact that they were laying 6.5, missed a couple foul shots. That might have made the difference with the cover. And then they were down at halftime in the Elite Eight against Miami, and Miami got the support in the market, close five. I think they opened six, and I saw a lot of support for Miami. It's like, okay, Kansas is going to get got. It's like, nope, in the second half, it was a totally different team, 47 to 15. So that's what makes it kind of scary a little bit with Kansas is the fact that they've only played, I think, 20 minutes because I take out the Texas Southern game because that's a team that had to play in the first four, and that's a 16 seed. You should waylay Texas Southern by 27 points but 
they, they just haven't been great, but yet they're still here and they're two, two games away, you know, from winning a national championship. So what I am doing is I'm going ahead and take Villanova pregame, but I want to bet Kansas. I want to see Villanova get out to a good run where it's like, okay, we got some energy because we know we got to step out right up out of the chute because yep. we don't have Justin Moore and we know we're shorthanded. Get out on these guys a little bit early, maybe after the second or third TV timeout, then kind of live bet Kansas and see if I can middle it from that standpoint. A couple props that I did play on the basis of the Justin Moore injury. I did play uh, Eric Dixon over eight and a half points, mm-hmm. and I played Jermaine Samuels under seven and a half rebounds because I do think uh, Dixon down low, they're going to have to get some points at the rim without more. So somebody's going to have to step up offensively. I'm not sure if it's going to be Gillespie because he's obviously been a little bit wounded with the knee still out there playing and being productive, but somebody's going to have to step up. So I think the scoring is probably kind of gone from Dixon down low. Yeah. I'm curious to see if Jay Wright and that Villanova team can kind of make David McCormick a little uncomfortable. Cause whenever you see McCormick on the perimeter, it's like, it almost seems like he's a fish out of water a little bit just there. So that's one thing I'm looking out for. If McCormick gets into foul trouble, maybe that is more advantageous there for the Villanova Wildcats. But I do think it's interesting that Kansas is in this spot because they do present really good live betting opportunities. Like mm-hmm. this team is two and two against the spread. Let's toss out the Texas Southern game there. Like you mentioned the game against Providence, you know, the game against Creighton where they were just kind of going back and forth in that spot And the game. I mean, the elite eight on Sunday where they just came out, I think they were laying four at halftime and they win that by double digits. Like this Kansas team, the fact that they don't really put together a complete 40 minutes, right? just allows you as a better if you have the opportunity to load the apps in there or whatever uh, um, out that you have, make sure you're looking at these live lines because Kansas, whether you're betting on them or betting against them, could provide you a very, very valuable betting opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And, and because also when you look at Kansas, sometimes they've had trouble in games building margin as a favorite. Mm-hmm. I'll go back to the Sweet 16 game against Providence. Just couldn't get away. Same thing with the Creighton game in the in the second round, the round at 32. Just couldn't put distance between a team, and that's why I feel like Villanova, albeit shorthanded, which they've been short in terms of their bench all season. Jay Wright only plays six, maybe max seven guys, but that's why I wonder about this Kansas team if they really just come out out of straight out of the shoot and just kind of waylay this team and I just don't necessarily see that. Villanova also it bears mentioning. I know it's kind of been mentioned all over the broadcast every single time right now they're on pace to be the greatest foul shooting team of all time they are 83 percent that is first in the country feels like they're 93 yeah i think it was 83 84 harvard that was the last team that was like right behind them at 82.9 so still a battle for that and and look villanova is comfortable winning especially if this is a slower tempo game that's exactly what they want 50 to 44 on Saturday in that regional final against Houston. And you talked about, we talked about foul shooting 15 to 15, by the way, Houston was getting in that foul game where it was like, okay, they're only down a couple possessions late. They could come back. But then it's like, you kind of just knew because it's Mm -hmm. like, these guys aren't going to miss foul shots. And of course it helped that Houston went one of 20 from three point range. You're not going (laughs) to win any game when you really shoot that. So uh, yeah, I'm looking for live betting opportunities in terms of the side. I'm already on Villanova, but I'll come back live on Kansas and try to middle. Uh, I'm eyeing the total pre-flop here. I'm probably going to bet the over in this game just because I think so much of mm-hmm. Villanova's pace mm-hmm. and how their style of play and the fact that it's in these football stadiums where it's everyone says, hey, the sight lines are going to shoot poorly. That is so baked into right. the line right now to where I think you're getting a suppressed total right now. So I think it's over a pass. And to me, if you're going to hang a 132 and a half, I'm definitely interested yeah, in the over. I, I would agree with that too because I did mention about Justin Moore because everybody always focuses when you have a star player everybody always focuses on the offense Mm -hmm. and how do you replace the offense more often than not I think the offense is more easily replaced at least in that one game situation now if they win this game then usually it's the second game where it's kind of like you know that that's where you start to miss the the starter there in that second game out first game out adrenaline can sometimes carry you over and somebody steps up and replace that offense. Now what they're not going to be able to do maybe is replace Justin Moore's on the ball defense where he is the best on ball defender that they have on this team. And to your point, that's why I kind of lean to the over and look, we know that betters are always going to bet recency bias. I don't care what sport it is. College basketball, not exclusive to that where it's like, okay, 
all these games have been going under. So under, 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 yep. under. I've, I've seen so many people this week, and I've stayed away because, you know, it got too popular. So many people have been saying Kansas Villanova under first half because that's all we saw basically in, in the sweet 16 in the elite. I think we had one of like 12 games go over and go over in the first half and it barely went over. So of course they're going to keep betting that, but man, when that looks a little bit too trendy, like I say, trends aren't always your friend, use them more as your acquaintances and I kind of want to, when they, when they zig, I want to zag a little yep. bit when something like that happens. Well, well, let's find an acquaintance here, Wes. We got a final four trend to talk about as it pertains to this Villanova, Kansas game. Number one seeds in the final four are 16 and five straight up and 11, nine and one against the number. That's 55% in final four games since 2001. So these are one seeds when they're not matched up against other mm-hmm. number one seeds, which applies to this game with Villanova being the two seed out of the South region. You think this is an acquaintance we might be able to saddle up next to? Yeah, uh, just looking at this uh, 11, 9, and 1 when not matched against the number one seed because I think once you get to the four, more more years than not, you're not going to have a wide variance where you get like a Loyola Chicago there yeah. or somebody or a George Mason. VCU. Yes. Yeah, so more often than not, you know, the differences between the ones and the twos and the threes aren't really that pronounced. And I think you kind of see that here. Look, we got an eight seed here. That's only a four point underdog. Most eight seeds, you know, most years they'd be six and a half, seven point underdog. And that shows you how efficient the market is. And I think that shows you the parity of the sports. So yeah, this is not necessarily a trend I'm going to follow here because this is uh, this is one versus two. This is a Villanova team that, you know, was not that far from being a number one seed. I think they were pretty much going to be a two, but this is a team that did win the Big East tournament. And I think even though they didn't win the regular season, they were the best team in the Big East. So. Yeah, this is a trend I wouldn't necessarily follow. Yeah, this Kansas Jayhawks team, a lot of people are going to point to the coaching matchup. Bill Self as a favorite has not been the most profitable coach in the NCAA tournament, whereas Jay Wright, this guy has been absolutely terrific in terms of a NCAA tournament coach. I mean, Villanova won the title in 2016. They won it in 2018, and he's been really good against the number as well in these NCAA tournament games. I know our buddy over at BetMGM, John Ewing, has talked about Villanova's success on Twitter since 2016, 20 and three straight up, 19 and four against the spread in the NCAA tournament are the Villanova Wildcats. So that goes to show you how they continue to outperform market expectations. This is a fantastic day of sports, Final Four Saturday. Next week, another fantastic day of sports, the Masters. We're gonna get Wes's early thoughts here, Augusta National, just less than a week away. day and the opening round of the Masters are the same day, so that first week of April will be jam-packed with betting intel from our experts. We'll have a breakdown of every golfer golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups from the Long Shots crew, Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, and the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash spring. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the VEASAN Studios, the South Point Hotel and Casino. Now, Final Four Saturday is one of my favorite days on the sports calendar. We get the Masters coming up here next week. Masters Sunday is a great day, but I think overlooked amongst all of this is what's going down today and tomorrow night, Wes. We got WrestleMania 38. And shout out to Brad Martin, who is a viewer and listener of the show, because he tweeted this at us earlier here, Wes. He said, nice betting day, you know, talking about the NCAA tournament, but at Wes Reynolds 1, specifically meant to you, he says, this is WrestleMania day. He said he got stone cold over two and a half stunners on Owens, minus 150 Roman Reigns, minus 350 McIntyre. We got Becky Lynch, minus 1,000, plus 350 is interesting. What do you think of WrestleMania 38? Any betting interest yeah, for you uh, here two, coming up at Jerry World? Two nights of WrestleMania. There's Let's WrestleMania go. Saturday and Sunday. I kind of <laughs> like it to be one, to be honest with you. That's but old they, school attitude they, era. They split this apart, too, because this WrestleMania show is going like seven or eight hours, you know, 
trying to get yeah. all these matches on the show. I did watch a little bit of the Hall of Fame last night. The uh, the Dead Man, Bong. The Undertaker. That, that, that honestly gives me chills. What you he, he was walking around. They had it set up in the ring, and he had like the the mic, like the headset on. Uh -huh. He was walking around like he was Joel Osteen <laughs> addressing the congregation. If you watch like on Sunday morning, a lot of those like local paid advertisement shows, and it's uh, Joel Osteen preaching, and that's what the Undertaker was doing. Dead like the Undertaker man trying walking. To be a, yeah, he's trying to be a motivational speaker, old Texas Red Mark Calloway. So uh, you know that that was that was fun to see. And then he put the hat on at the end, and the jacket and the gear is like never say never. So now you're thinking, okay, is he the surprise opponent for Seth Rollins? The rumor is it's going to be Cody Rhodes, who mm -hmm. is one of the founders of AEW, which you can find on Turner. But Stone Cold and uh, Kevin Owens is going to be like the main event segment, but Steve Austin has long been retired because of a neck injury. Yep. So I'm like, is he really, that's kind of the intrigue. Is he going to take bumps here or is it just going to be a talk show and he's going to stun Some, Kevin Owens yeah. and leave the crowd happy and smash the beers and yeah. do the, Oh hell yeah, son. <laughs> the, the Texas rattlesnake. You mess with stone cold <laughs> and that's something you don't do, son. You know, you could just see that. So, uh, I do, I do think Roman Reigns defeats Brock Lesnar though tomorrow. And what is really the main event? That's the main event for WrestleMania mm -hmm. Sunday, by the way, they want to cement Roman as the guy and eventually promote a match between he and his cousin. And who is his cousin? You might ask that would be one Dwayne, the rock Johnson. How about that? So if they do WrestleMania next year at SoFi stadium in Los Angeles, Roman reigns and the rock, all the mainstream media will eat it up. Is Stone Cold, is that going to be tonight or is that tomorrow? Stone Cold is tonight. Because tonight. Uh, the co-main event, it was going to be Charlotte Flair against Ronda Rousey, uh -huh. but that's now second to last, and it's going to be uh, Steve Austin and Kevin Owens in the main event. When second. you hear the glass break, it is one oh, of the more oh, electric they're go environments. They're going to go ape down there in Dallas, by yes. the way, because that's where Steve Austin started his <laughs> career was in Dallas, Texas at the old Sportatorium uh, back in the late 1980s. So, uh, you know, Nostalgia pops always get there, and oh it'll my get goodness. there for Stone Cold tonight. I haven't watched wrestling in about 15, 20 years almost You're now, lucky but... because it used to be better. <laughs> I usually always use the uh, the hashtag in terms of uh, wrestling when I'm talking about hashtag it used to be better because it did. Yes, the, the, the Attitude Era was when I was very, very young as a kid and absolutely loved it. Monday Night Raw was always one of the uh, viewing experiences for me weekly there, but uh, it will be fun to see Stone Cold out there at WrestleMania 38, and we're in Jerry World down in Dallas. Uh, Wes's other love happens to be golf, and you as well as Brady and Matt Newman's part of the Long Shots podcast here at VEASAN, which if you're not checking it out this week, you're just absolutely foolish here with the Masters coming up. And you guys have a special guest joining you guys later on this week to preview the Masters. We have a useful stuff, lad. There and that would go. be one Scott Van Pelt going to join us once again for Long Shots talking about the Masters. Of course, uh, Scott got his start from a national standpoint mm -hmm. at the Golf Channel, so he is obviously passionate about the sport so interested in getting his thoughts and then uh matt myself and brady gonna be talking masters outrights matchups props uh you get all the different prop markets too in the majors like you get the low nationality markets yep. you get low amateur low over 50 low senior you know low englishman or low continental european so mm -hmm. a lot of ways to bet this thing with uh just as of now 90 players tiger woods has yeah. not said yes or no but he's in the field so i'm assuming he's gonna play he did play a practice round with uh, his son Charlie and also Justin Thomas the other day. The PGA Tour season has started, but this is kind of the unofficial start. Kind of like how the NBA's unofficial start is Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. This is the unofficial yeah, start to the golf season. Yeah, this is when the casuals. Season. I mean, yes. they don't follow the Sanderson Farms Championship in the fall like <laughs> I like I necessarily would do. But yeah, this is the first major of the year, and uh, going down to uh, Augusta National down Magnolia Lane. Uh, by the yes, way, uh, the supply chain issues. Uh, no Georgia peach ice cream sandwiches, but plenty of pimento cheese. I was going to say, you go ahead and take that pimento cheese. I I think you and I are both out yeah, on that. I, I, I'm out on the pimento cheese. I've never been to Augusta National, but from the photos that I've seen, it does not look appetizing. But I'm sure the patrons who will be there just mm -hmm. absolutely love that pimento cheese sandwich since it appears every single year. But this is going to be a fun tournament next week coming up here Thursday, the opening round, when this thing gets underway. And right now over at BetMGM, our favorite to win the Masters is none other than John Rahm at 10-1. to 1. But then after Rahm, you get Cam Smith, 14-1. to 1. He won earlier this 
this year at the Travelers, I believe it was. Justin Thomas, 14 to 1 as well, has been playing really well as of late. Colin Morikawa and Dustin Johnson, 16 to 1. That's kind of the top of our odds board as well. Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler, who's won three mm-hmm. times already mm-hmm. this season, 16 to 1 as well. But any of these guys at the top of the market stand out to you? Yeah, Rom is still the favorite, and I think justifiably, even though he has now dropped to number two in the world, uh, yep. once Scotty, uh, Scotty Scheffler uh, now has he won three know. times in two months, basically. <laughs> the guy, the guy had not won. You knew that he was going to win, like it was only going to be a matter of time. Mm-hmm. But you know, now that he's won three times, and you know, you're seeing him kind of in that fourteen or sixteen to one range. It's kind of like you feel like you're a little bit late to the party if you're backing Scotty Scheffler. And I would apply Cam Smith to that too, who's already won twice this year. Remember, he uh, outlasted John Rahm. That was a winner for me at the Century Tournament of Champions in Gapalua. Thirty-four under par, uh, the most under par ever to win a PGA Tour event. So Smith won there. He also won at the Players Championship. Yeah, the players, a few sorry, weeks I called ago. the Travelers the Players. Yeah, yes. yeah. And and, uh, and he won that event. So you could have got like Smith and Scheffler earlier in the season at anywhere from 40 to one. Very hard for me to back uh, necessarily at 14 or 16. So the chalkiest guy that I've had on my card, and he's the guy that I pinpointed this year. And look, John Rahm could absolutely win this thing. His putter has really kind of eluded him, though, mm-hmm. so far this season. Ball striking, tee to green off the tee, best in the world. Yep. Arguably the best in the world and is always up there. And, and, and John Rahm, look, he's finished. Uh, his last four years at the Masters, fourth, ninth, seventh, and fifth. So the only player in this field to have top tens and four straight Masters in this week's field starting Thursday. So rightful favorite, but Justin Thomas is where I went at 14 to one. This is where I think it's going to pay dividends having Bones Mackay on the bag. And if you don't know who uh, Jim Bones Mackay is, he is the longtime caddy bag man for Phil Mickelson. Mm-hmm. They had a parting in the ways a couple of years ago. Bones went and did TV. In fact, I think he's doing this Augusta National Women's Amateur right now on NBC, which is coming down to the end. But anyway, he's going to be on the bag for JT. And this is what I think JT needed because Bones was happy in TV, but he's like, I only would have come back for a player like Justin Thomas. And he's going to help him read these greens. These bent grass greens can be tricky. They can be quick in some spots. There's a lot of different angles in terms of attacking pins here. JT has improved pretty much every year besides his T for 21 last year. But I think this is kind of the time where he might be peaking. So I like JT. Another guy that I think is interesting that also might be peaking, even though he had one and over a calendar year, is Dustin Johnson. Played terrific at the match play, by the way. Just uh, ran into the buzzsaw that was Scotty Scheffler. But he looks like he's getting his game back. And another guy that may go under the radar this week, especially if Tiger Woods plays. Nobody probably wants to see Tiger Woods back at Augusta National more than Rory McIlroy because this is going to get the attention all on Tiger Woods. That is going to be the A story because what's been the A story when Tiger hasn't been at the Masters? Can he complete the career Grand Slam? Rory McIlroy has been trying to complete the career Grand Slam since 2015. Keep in mind, his last major was Valhalla down in Louisville, Kentucky, the 2014 PGA. I never would have thought that Rory McIlroy would have gone since then winning a major. And it seems like he's this old man. He's 32 years old. Like, it's like, okay, he's got time on his side, right? But the opportunities get fleeting because you can get some injuries and whatnot. So I would only take Rory if he drifted up kind of in the low 20s. Anything Mm -hmm. above 20 to 1, I'd be interested in. But look, uh, this is usually a tournament because these odds have been up so much. I'm going to have way too many guys in this (laughs) 90-player field. So don't try to go too deep in the outright market because half the field you can cut off because a lot of these guys are like the Larry Mises or, you know, former champions that can't win anymore or guys that won like the Butterfield Bermuda Championship that really aren't ready to compete on this level against the elite player. So usually half the field you can just cross off immediately. Yeah, just you breaking down the Masters field has the juices already flowing. I cannot wait for this event next weekend here. Saturday, next week, this week from now, will be moving day at the Masters, which is a very, very big day at Augusta. We'll, We'll clean up it up on the other side here. Final segment, betting across America, coming up next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make your first wager and win big during BetMGM's March matchups. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any college tournament game. And if any team hits a three-pointer during the tourney, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code MM200 when you register. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at MGM Resorts. Sign up today and use code MM200 to win $200 if any team hits a three during BetMGM's March matchups. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com. For terms and conditions, must be 21 or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, alongside Wes Reynolds, coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And my clock says it's 11.45, which means it is time to bring in our buddy, Dave Ross. VEASAN host, host of the First Strike podcast. Dave will be with the Mall Shaw at the top of the hour to carry us for three more hours as we lead up to Final Four Saturday here. Dave, always a pleasure to have you on at this point of the show. And we got to talk about these games here. Villanova, Kansas, four and a half point spread at BetMGM. The same for Duke and UNC. Which game intrigues you the most? Well, first of all, for the next three hours with them all, it's going to be very interesting because we know how much he loves Coach K. So it's just <laughs> going to be a pleasant conversation talking about K and all of his accomplishments here. It, it is astounding. That game, obviously, gentlemen, is catching my eye, right? I mean, how can it not? And, Wes, this is something you and I talked about earlier in the week, and we advise people if you like the over, remember it was 151 most of the week. Those numbers are gone. And I do think the over will end up being the right side here, gentlemen. I'm seeing 152s, 152 and a halfs. I think by the time this thing tips, we're going to be looking at 153 uh, before we get there in that final game of the night. I do expect a lot of points in that one. Now, obviously, we've talked about it before. When you're in New Orleans and kind of have that cavernous arena all of a sudden, and maybe, uh, you know, it takes a while to get your footing. I think these two teams are going to run. The pace is going to be the key here. And that's why I still do like the over. But again, your best numbers are gone. We advise you to get those numbers earlier in the week. The first game, gentlemen, is all about tempo to me. Who controls it? And I think if Villanova can control it, they can win one more game. I took them pre-flop to win this thing at 22-1. to 1. 
didn't know that Moore was going to be be out for this mm. game, obviously, with his injury uh, last week. And I do think that's that could potentially hurt them if they can get to Monday night. And, gents, I think they can get to Monday night. I think they can win this this game, but it all depends on turnovers. What did Kansas do in that second half that Wes and I witnessed together last week? They turned over a backcourt that really doesn't turn it over. At least Miami had not done that in the regular season and not throughout much of the NCAA tournament. They turned them over at a rapid pace and got easy buckets. If Kansas, big emphasis on if, if they can do that to Gillespie in the backcourt now without more, then I like Kansas's chances. But I got to tell you, this is a Jay Wright game for me. I trust Jay Wright to be able to figure this out, to try to slow down, maybe go zone against Kansas and limit possessions as best he can, knowing that he doesn't have his full complement of guys. I kind of like Villanova in the spot. I certainly like catching the four here. And if this gets to four and a half, maybe even five, I really do think that's a time to dip your toe in the Villanova water. Yeah, and you saw earlier in the week a couple shops went to five, and then they disappeared. Now the four and a half starting to disappear because I think more people are kind of realizing it's like, Okay, could I take points with Jay Wright? I'll be at a shorthanded Villanova team. Look, they only play six guys anyway. So you're starting to see those numbers disappear from that standpoint. So I don't think you're going to see five anytime soon. I took the five with Villanova. Now I'm hoping to actually do a little middle action where I get Kansas plus money because I think – Without Justin Moore for like the first game, I think they're going to miss his defense probably than they're going to miss his offense, even though this is a slow tempo team, as Mm -hmm. Dave just pointed out. So, uh, you know, I I, I think when you look, Villanova is just such a culture program. They just find ways. And I think, you know, we're up against it again. You know, our guy, Justin Moore, is going to (laughs) be out for this game. And I could see them coming out and starting fast. And then that could be the opportunity to get Kansas live. And that's what you did last week, Wes, and it was certainly paid dividends against Miami, right? We saw Miami that first that first half. They're up by six at the break, and I believe that second half number was Kansas four and a half. You never had to sweat that as they have an, his, an historic second half here. I'm kind of with, with Wes's rationale there, Femi, that I do like Villanova certainly more early in this game, mm-hmm. right? And see what Jay Wright's kind of figured out throughout the week and then see if Bill Self can make those adjustments in the second half like they did against Coach L in Miami last week. I actually think that's a pretty good way to handicap this thing. If Villanova is who I think they're going to be today, they're certainly going to show it earlier, and let's see if it can last for all 40 minutes. We're speaking with Dave Ross, host here at VEASAN, also host of the First Strike Podcast. You can catch him in a mall at the top of the hour from Circa, continuing three more hours of BAA. Last segment, Wes and I were talking about the Masters because a week from today, it'll be moving day at Augusta, eight days away from the final round, or less than a week away from the first round on Thursday. And we were talking about some guys that Wes liked here kind of towards the top of the board. Who do you like here at the top of the board in terms of possibly putting on the green jacket eight days from now? Everybody. I cannot (laughs) wait for Augusta, as you both well know by this point. I will say this, and look, it's just, it's the heightened excitement now with the rumors. And I mean, look, again, you can get it. Now it's minus money. The Tiger's going to put that peg in the ground on Thursday. I look at the props here at Circa behind me and all the Tiger Woods props. I, I mean, I'm just so fascinated by his potential entry into this tournament. Now, let's try to take that away because I don't think we thought that was a realistic possibility that we'd see the big cat. uh, And I I do think we're going to see the big cat now, but (laughs) I wasn't factoring him into the handicap a month ago, right? Because I don't think anybody foresaw this coming except maybe Tiger. (laughs) And now I look at it and I go, you know, I know 2019 is 2019. That's not going to be Tiger. But we saw guys fall apart all around Tiger on his way to that fifth green jacket, and oh, yeah. most notably at the 12th hole, right, when Molinari puts it in the water, Kepka puts it in the water in the group in front of him, and it just player after player just kind of fell by the wayside, and Tiger just used his course knowledge to get around. It wasn't spectacular, and win that golf tournament. The guy there that looked like he fell out and then almost came back was Kepka, and mm-hmm. I do think Brooksy is a play. He's certainly a player I already have that I played a month ago, and as we get closer and closer to it, yeah, all indications from everything that I've heard from the people I talk to in the golf community say this is what Brooks has been waiting for. That we know big game Brooks, right? We know the, the, the reason why that, that moniker is there is because this is when he shows up in, in earnest. And I think he's going to be there all four days. Do I think he can win it? Absolutely. Do I think he will win it? 
that's why I have my money on. Well, and he's healthy now. He's finally healthy for the first time in a few years, and he spoke about that at the Valspar a couple weeks ago. So, look, uh, Brooks Kepka, I can't disagree if you're putting your money on him. Uh, the, the price has already drifted a little bit, so hopefully you got a good number. And like when yes. Dave was kind of half kidding there when he said, who do you like the match? Everybody, because all <laughs> these players are so, like, condensed together. you got yeah. so many guys, 14 to, like, 20 to 1 in that range that you can make a case for every single well, one of them, so that's what makes it interesting. But going back to Tiger really quick, guys, I think one of the most bet props this week is going to be, assuming he, he is playing uh, the Masters, that is he going to make the cut? Yeah. Tiger Woods, by the way, 21 for 21 as a professional. He missed it once as an amateur, and then the year before he won the low amateur. 21 of 21 for making the cut here at Augusta National. You know, now if he win, it would be the you know the biggest resurrection since Lazarus or <laughs> yeah. something if he were to win the thing. But to make the cut, I think that that prop is going to be you know widely bet because you got to think that there's going to be some doubt here because yep. he has not played yes. since the 2020 masters and official event anywhere in the world. So, you know, that price I think is going to get a lot of action. I can't wait to see where that market brings it. I'm guessing it's going to build it more toward the yes. It is going to be absolutely yeah. fascinating here. Uh, Dave, we're about, we're up against, so we got to let you go yep. here. I know you and Amal got the show top of the hour, three more hours, a lot of college hoops talk, maybe get Amal to say sorry to Hubert Davis, but we will talk to you in a week <laughs> from now, Dave, as we hope you have a great show betting across America, three more hours over at Circa. Not going to hold my breath for that, but it's always great catching up with you guys. Have a great Saturday. Yeah, yeah you were saying how much you didn't like Coach Gay. I don't think he likes North Carolina too much him. now. Uh, real quick, I wanted to throw somebody at you here because we know that course history plays a big factor into success at the Masters here. We have a former champion, Patrick Reed, 66 to 1 here. Any thoughts about the beloved Patrick Reed? You know, a beloved. Yeah, <laughs> beloved. Uh, you, you hadn't been talking to our colleague, Matt Humans, that's for sure. Uh, Fat Pat, as he calls him. Uh, you know, Patrick Reed is a guy that has a very good record here, even since he won in 2018. Mm -hmm. He's gotten a couple top 10 finishes. The thing that's going to worry me, though, about Patrick Reed, the short game is still very good. Yeah. And this guy makes impossible putts and impossible chips, but. This dude cannot keep the ball in the fairway right now. And that's what really worries you if you are backing Patrick Reed, even though he's drifted up in the mid-60s and close to the 70. He is right near the bottom in strokes gained tee to green. And when you can't keep the ball in the fairway and you're still making those miraculous putts and chip-ins, you're doing them to save par and you're doing them to make save bogey instead of making birdies. So uh, uh, Patrick Reed is going to be a guy I think I'm going to take a pass on. We're up against it real quick here in about five seconds. Who do you like today in the two final four games? Uh, Duke Moneyline and also Villanova. I took them at five. Uh, maybe wait for an in-game opportunity if you can't get that number. I'm looking to lay it with Duke, and I'm probably going to play the over Villanova in Kansas. That does it for the show. Coming up next, Dave Ross, Amal Shah, three more hours. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand Grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.